I'm Andrew Zaki. This is the From the Pews podcast, where we have conversations about truth, culture, love, and power from a Christian perspective. The following is a conversation with Makar Nagib, a relationship and life coach. He's been coaching couples and individuals for 15 years and has given hundreds of lectures across the world on marital fulfillment, dating, leadership, and spirituality. Hey, Makar, what's up? How are you? Hey, Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for coming back on. It's been several months now. I've been uh, dying to have you back on, but, uh, you know, both of our schedules and stuff, but it's, it's so good to have you on. I think today's topic is going to be really fun to talk about. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's an exciting topic. I love talking about dating and, um, you know, uh, we don't talk about it enough. And it's yeah. really easy to date, but it's not easy to date well. Yeah. And um, so hopefully our discussion uh, could be worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Well, recently it does feel like the the Orthodox Church is making a little more of a concerted effort to talk about it some more. I saw like a yeah. series recently that yeah. Archangel Michael did. You were a part of that. So it is good to see. But this, this discussion is going to be a little different. Yeah, let's no do filter, it, man. right? No filter. Let's do it. No filter. No man. filter. I we're mean, just going all. <laughs> okay, I mean, so yeah. I mean, hopefully, uh, with no filter, I, I say the same things I would say if I had a filter. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you I, know what? I'm going to ask the questions you probably don't get. So, at least yeah, in, yeah. in the church and stuff, or whoever's screening the questions probably weeds them out. Hmm. Um, so, first, you know, uh, for people who don't know you, just real quick, um, uh, who are you? Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, you yeah. My name is Makar Nagib. I am. Um, I do a lot of things that I love. Um, uh, you know, relevant for this discussion is that I'm registered as an uh, associate marriage and family therapist in California. I uh, studied at Nyack College in New York and got my master's in marriage and family therapy there. I uh, I work, uh, you know, with clients uh, across the world and uh, as a couple and life coach. So I work with couples and individuals, um, give lots of talks throughout the year to a lot of groups, thank God and by God's grace. And, um, and then I also uh, work in finance. That was kind of like my main career before I uh, found the passion that I have for healthy couples yeah. and relationships. I'm curious, do you have the same passion for finance that you have for uh, your, I would call it, you're kind of like your second career, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm like considering the the work that I do with couples um, and individuals as like a career, um, mm -hmm. but it's definitely something that I care so much about. I mean, I I believe that if you 
if you're if you're you as a whole being as a person and then in your significant relationships are not doing well i mean your your potential your professional potential is going to be diminished in a significant way and you know that's what we talk about uh, you know prof- in in um mm-hmm. in in business you know like and in leadership about people being emotionally intelligent right. being a liter- leader uh, you know, uh, uh, wellness, like, you know, it's, it, it's all finally coming together. Right. Um, but there's still more, there's still more work to do, but, but we're starting to realize that if you're not doing well in general, you're not going to do as well as you possibly could at work. Yeah. And of course the big corporations need you doing well at work. So, uh, let's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they really, you know, they, if they, if the corporations pay for your wellness outside of work, they get more, mm-hmm from you at work. right right so it all, it all just it's all good i mean it's it's the right thing i think okay our focus today though will be yeah the wellness so you can have a fulfilling life and and enter the paradise uh so i want i do want to talk about dating but specifically for guys this 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 episode's for the boys here i did another episode before check it out uh with uh lillian andrews um, kind of more geared towards girls, but this one I just wanted to—I just want to kind of talk to the guys, their issues, what they're going through. Like, what yeah. are you seeing right now in the uh, kind of the landscape uh, for Christian guys who are who are who are dating or trying to date? What are you? What patterns are you seeing? What are you noticing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what what I'm seeing guys on average experiencing on average, and then I'll say what I think part of the issue is. Um, mm-hmm. So what I think they're experiencing, it's either two things. It's it's one, uh, guys just coming in and out of relationships, just like not really, they're not taking it so seriously. They're enjoying the fun of being in a relationship and, um, you know, flirting and, you know, having um, someone they're attracted to in their life. And, but not really with uh, the intention of necessarily entering into a lifelong commitment with the person there's also another thing that's really common on average which is that people uh, guys who are very frustrated because they're they're looking for a serious relationship and they keep making lots and lots of attempts to to start one Mm -hmm. and uh, they just keep you know hitting wall after wall after wall (laughs) Yeah. I feel bad, man. I feel bad. It's not. It's not a fun experience, you know. Which I've group there. is bigger? Um, uh, I mean, I mean, I, from what I see, I think it's the latter. But yeah, I guess it depends on the circle you look in. I mean, it's yeah. um, there's like kind of like sub subgroups within. Yeah. Oh, you're hanging out with the cool kids. Oh, well, it depends. It depends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, like it depends. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah. but those are the two like most common things that I see. Um, what I think though is is go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, and you're you're kind of in a position now where people are coming to you who might not even like be close to you, right? About this yeah. kind of stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You've given yeah. enough talks. You've been around where people seek you out for advice. So you're kind of you're kind of getting a more of a macro view than than maybe I am. Um, mm. So you yeah. were going to say what what's the, kind of the issue you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and you know. There's of course a lot of other things, by the way, not 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 those two, just those two things. But those are the two big ones, I think. Right. Um, it, it, you know, I was going to say is that what I think the general issue, though, that's that's happening is that, and and I'm going to say this, but I don't want us to 
take it the way we normally would take it when someone else would say it, would say it or say it at another time, which is that I think men in general um, are not encouraged to be emotionally or spiritually mature. And what I mean by that is that I think that we as men have been stripped of our emotional rights. Like we're not, um, we don't feel comfortable being vulnerable. We don't feel comfortable, you know, um, uh, receiving influence from people who care about us. We're, um, you know, we don't know how to talk about our feelings where uh, we see uh, emotional expression as weakness. Um, you know, like a, a lot of, at the end of the day, Andrew, and, and this is really sad, is that, and I, I was actually just talking with with with, a, with a, a slightly older man about this yesterday, just slightly older than me, um, that, that we're kind of alone. You know, we're just alone. And w- women on average uh, have this, um, the reasons are, are a whole other subject, but, but on, on average, they have this really good ability to connect with each other and to seek support from each other. And for us, you know, we might even, if we even realize that we need support, we're, uh, we haven't been taught or encouraged to, to learn the skills to go get that support, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and to the skills <clears throat> to provide that support. I'm encouraged, though, because there's lots of, like, you know, men's things that are coming up, right? But we have a, we have a long way to go still. And what ends up happening in, in relationships is that because we're not developing those skills because culture and society are not like uh, nurturing that in us or encouraging that in us, um, you know, we, we, we keep uh, hitting obstacles in our, in our relationships. So uh, so that's, that's what I think are the key issues. Like, you know, we need to grow in our emotional maturity you know, a a proxy or like another word for that is emotional intelligence. And we need to grow in our spiritual maturity, awareness, uh, engagement, leadership, assertiveness. Uh, Those are, those are things I think as guys, we really need to, to be doing. Okay. Mm, Big can of worms. I kind of, kind of, kind of agree, kind of disagree. All right. Uh, well, I don't well, want to tell me. I mean, if yeah, you if we could go in, we can go in any direction. You know, if you, yeah. if you disagree, probably others might disagree. And I, you know, it was good to help right. you to talk about it. I agree. Emotional intelligence, obviously, that's key. That's just key to being a a, a better person, right? Mm. Just because you, you're a better communicator that way, and everyone wants a better communicator, right? Uh. The guys need to be more vulnerable, more emotional. Uh, that I think that's a little too too broad, um, because I think I think that is uh, I think it is kind of like a stumbling block. Uh, I don't think girls I don't think girls like emotional guys. I mean, I'm just 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 to keep it blunt. So. Yeah, but but I think uh, even that phrase is is might is not like you know when when we say someone is being emotional, right? You know, when we say they're an emotional guy, you know, right. like I'm not saying to be um, driven as a person only by your emotions. I'm just saying to be aware of the emotional reality that's inside of you and to respond to that in a healthy way. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm not okay. saying like that you should have inappropriate expressions of emotion or that you should have, um, you know, uh, unproductive or, un or, or like destructive expressions of emotion, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, and also you shouldn't demand emotional support from people who are not able to provide it. Right. Like, like no matter what, your spouse is not going to be your therapist, you know, okay. and and if you're uh, if you're feeling sad and you're feeling sadder and sadder and it's affecting your ability to carry out your daily responsibilities, um, you know, you need more support than just your spouse or, or your significant other. Um, and uh, you can't like if you're finding yourself sitting at uh, you go on a date, you go on a date with someone. And then you just start weeping, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't have wept, yeah. but I'm saying there's something pretty significant going on there, right? You know? well, not, like, but but what if you're upset and 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 you say, hey, um, you know, I'm feeling angry right now, or some or something happening, and you want to say, hey, I'm feeling sad and I need some support, you know, or I just need you to be here for me, you know? What would some other guys do if they so the average guy, sadly, if they're if they're sad. They might just bottle out, bottle, bottle it up, and say nothing. And if they're angry, they might like have like a you know um, explode with anger, you know, and yell and maybe do. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I just think it's you know handle that stuff with your guy friends, unless unless it's something that you know the girl you're dating is directly involved in. I guess like. I don't I don't know about guys like you know complaining about work and stuff to their girlfriends and I don't know. Well, I, I, I just I just think balance. it's a turn off uh I think there's a balance, right? Like yeah, yeah. you know you, you can't um and and also it it changes over time in a relationship. Like you mm -hmm. know you're just meeting someone, you're not going to start right right uh, you know demanding all this emotional support. Right. right, but but mm -hmm. as as the relationship grows, the intimacy deepens. Both of you have more leverage with each other. You know each other better um, in a fuller way. Then you could you could do that, right? But but I, I don't think like you know that's what we need to be doing in the beginning of a relationship. Nobody can, no you don't have a nobody has a reason like besides like Christian spiritual ministry service reasons. They don't have a reason to to give you that much support. You know like. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, go find your friend. You know, talk, <laughs> right, right. Talk to me about this on a date right now. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna share some. So you mentioned some some issues guys are encountering in the dating scene. I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna show you. Um, let me just figure out how to do this. One second. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So this is Tinder Insights. It's like uh, it gathers data. If you have a Tinder account, I think you can just plug in your your make an account. I don't know. Figure it out. But this is a sample they have of like uh, you know a guy using Tinder. Hmm. Um. And you know you'll see here this guy's 27 year old male. Uh, he's been on you know Tinder 177 days. He's swiped a wild amount of 18. That's a lot of time. Thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. I mean. You know, I don't even know if that's a lot to be honest, based on how much pe time people spend on Tinder. Um, but oh yeah, I don't know. Relative. I think I think it is a lot, but I don't know if that's like above average. It could be. Yeah. Um, 
but the, yeah, it looks like that works out to what, like a, a little over a hundred a day. Um, and he swiped right 6,754 times. So that, that means like people he's attracted to mm-hmm. of those. So you just, of those is only 271 matches of those yeah. 231 chats of the 231 chats, only seven dates. Yeah resulted in dates so here we're talking about eighteen thousand swipes resulted in seven dates one was a relationship two was casual sex four of those dates no spark so i'm assuming that was like a kind of one date and over mm-hmm. no marriages so i think the picture we're seeing here kind of i that's why i was saying initially i think that the latter group you mentioned of guys hitting the wall trying and trying but not getting anywhere i think that's kind of uh, the I trend mean, I'm seeing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I mean, this is my first time like seeing this information. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not challenging the the accuracy of it, or um, or like it's only the, one, it's only one data point. Yeah. Yeah, or if it's even like I, I, I'm not even challenging whether or not it's representative of like the typical Tinder user's experience. Um, but but I think you know there's something to be said about how dating apps and the internet have um you know very very you know they've changed the, the process in a really significant way and and in many many ways uh one of them is like the the speed at which things happen right it's just like real fast right things happen really quickly right like mm-hmm. you can you know when you think about like someone being presented to you and then you making a decision on them right like even if you went to like a church retreat i mean like you know uh if you went to a church retreat once a month or once a week you know with 100 people right this person is 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 that he has a hundred women coming you know his way a day right (laughs) and maybe more but he's just swiping on on a hundred of them right so Mm -hmm. like um but uh so that's a lot of people right it's a lot of people and uh is that bad i don't know i I don't know if it's bad or or good i mean it's i think it's terrible i think uh, it's clear that it's terrible because hmm. what happens is i think it influences um your select your selection process because you reduce people to these uh, uh quick quick things you can process height uh facial symmetry whatever um so you have a low barrier of like yeah disqualification is very fast well you know and and you'll see let me just let me just show you the rest of this kind of uh um the data here so that was on your some of the data okay and you'll see that uh if you compare um, men and women, so how many people do you swipe right on compared to the average male female user? So our guy above mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, swiping right on thirty-seven percent of people as opposed to the average man, which was forty. Okay, so that that tracks the average woman user. Swiping right on seven percent of guys. Okay. Um, so 
back to my my earlier point i think guys are hitting a wall because of that the girls have have a kajillion options and you're you know you're just you're, you're moderately attractive girl on any of these dating websites or even social media um yeah i mean it's going to get a yeah. lot more matches yeah. and a lot more attention and so uh I mean, look, you know, if, if we want to spend the time talking, like comparing apps to non-app approaches, um, you know, when you think about it, I mean, at the end of the day, like all this, all of social media, there's algorithms that are deciding what gets put in front of you, right? Like the, the, there's stuff, there's, in, there's stuff in the, in the system, but then yeah. there's, 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 um, you know, without using all, all these big words, there's technology stuff going on that determines yeah, yeah. what gets put in front of your face, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Now, so so there's already filtering going on, mm -hmm. right? But you could argue that a church retreat is also, I keep using that example, this one a lot of us can easily understand. Uh, a church retreat is also like an algorithm, right? Like there's certain people that come to church, right? Or to go to a church retreat, uh, on average, on average, just on average, uh, you know, you walk in, you walk into the retreat hall, you know, or the, the cafeteria or wherever people are eating. And, uh, you know, you have a, a hundred faces in front of you. Right. And you're, you're either consciously or unconsciously swiping left or right on which face you want to pursue. Right. Or you want to, you know, and then also there's a lot of like things that are uh, where the playing field is not the same as it would be on on an app, right? Where, for example, like in, in real life, you kind of sometimes a lot of circumstances that make it harder for you to approach someone. Like, for example, they might be on the other end of the hall. By the time you get to the other end of the hall, uh, they've probably gone somewhere else. Maybe the maybe the girl is uh, or the, the the young woman is surrounded by. Sorry, I got to I got to start saying young woman or woman. Just say woman. You know, yeah, like the woman is is surrounded by um, uh, by like ten of her friends, you know, and and maybe it feels a little intimidating to go yeah. and approach her. Um, so, uh, but on these apps, uh, that some some of these things are not obstacles. So it, it's hard to do an apples to apples, and and it's hard to say that eighteen thousand is bad, uh, um, uh, without going into more detail about you know. What is going on in this selection in the algorithm that's presenting this information to you? Is it is it showing you the right information? I mean, and by the way, like you know, anybody who's a professional and reviews reports, you know that one of the hardest things to know or mm -hmm. to figure out is what you're not seeing, what isn't presented to you by the person who prepared the report. Right. You know, and so. Um, uh, well, that, that's my point. That's yeah. my point is that it's not showing you so much. It's showing you so little. But what's happening is the little that it's showing you is becoming, in the modern dating scene, the, like we're applying the virtual experience of the, uh, the real life experience mm. of how we filter is being influenced by the app, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, you you don't have the patience anymore to oh let me get to know this person or who they are, you know, because in your head there's three million other people. Yeah, or I mean, or I'm just people, I'm just tired yeah. of this. No, and for some people it's like uh you know what do they call it like um you, you just get so overwhelmed by the number of choices. Right. You know? I right. mean, and I'm a big believer in less options are better. So. Well, sure. I mean, hey, I don't like I don't know if like necessarily we need to 
elevate one um, setting for making connections over another, I think it's good to diversify, you know, like, for example, there are some people who who live in small communities, they know everyone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. for them, they're going to need to, you know, add some more settings where they can meet people right right for some people they live in big communities or they just happen to like float around in many communities uh some people are more extroverted some people more introverted like i i think um nothing is bad or good here it's just i i think uh, i think you know besides separate from the fact that i think one issue with with the the apps is that it it there's there's a tremendously high chance that you're going to come across a lot of people who are not aligned with your values, right? Like there's just such a high chance because there's just so many people and it's very hard to actually like, I mean, that's, that's the business of these apps, but it's hard to do it, right? Like, like you know, if if you go to a place, a physical place where like if you like working out and you go to the gym, you're going to meet people who like working out you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so but but it, it's hard to do all that you know with all these options and and, and the app's going to keep presenting you options I don't, I don't think anybody doesn't get options you know mm-hmm. and so uh it's going to show you something it's just but it's starting high up where it calculates a high prior probability of a match you know that's where it starts um to, to present options to you but I think, um, you know, the other issue, too, is that there's a lot of well, people who are finding it so... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, I don't think the... <laughs> I think the business model of the app is to keep you on. They, yeah, they have, exactly. They don't have any intention yes. of you. Oh, like, they want less criteria, more, like, be on here all day. They don't care. Um, and also, people are going to these apps to hook up, you know? Like, that's, that's, that's like, anti... Uh, right, right. That's, like, anti-lifelong commitment. Right, you know, right. that's like, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But, you know, some of these apps have made it very easy to just, you know, go on, find someone to to, to be casually intimate with mm-hmm. and then keep going with life. But that, that that's going to harm you as a person. OK, so we're kind of we kind of hit on some of the issues here uh, with dating for guys. Um, and maybe maybe part of the issue is that. Uh, they're just not ready to. So how do you know as a guy, like, listen, yeah. I'm coming of age. When do you say uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing this because, you know, as we can probably agree, it's something that's uh, sacramental and should be approached that way towards marriage. So do you have to have certain ducks in a row in your opinion, uh, whether financially, emotionally, uh, uh what's what's kind of your advice to guys who are who want to start this process as a young man what should what should they have what are the prerequisites for them yeah so so you know in um if you're gonna get married there are things that depend on the match and there are things that depend on you right like and you can't control some of the things about the match like you you don't know when it's going to happen you don't know which match you're going to have you don't know exactly what the other person's going to be like mm-hmm. but but like you're saying there are things that depend that are in you like completely in your control that you need to have ready right like so for example um you need to have a clear path from for contributing financially to to a home you know to, to a marriage i mean um and uh 
So it, it doesn't mean that at this specific moment, because some people, they start relationships while they're in grad school or college or something, right? But but it needs to be clear, right? Like if you're if you're just kind of not sure what you're going to do with your career, you're uh, you're you don't have a, a plan to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, you're not sure how much you're going to make, even rate like big ranges. You know, um, you got to think about that. I'm not saying you're you're a you're you like you know you're not ready to start dating, but you just got to be really clear on that's definitely going to be a, a topic that comes up and, and you can't avoid the financial realities of life. You just can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also you got to be emotionally healthy. You know, you got to be emotionally intelligent, be aware of your emotions, be aware of, you know, what, what things happened to you and your family of origin and your childhood um, in your life who are you as a person? What what are your passions? What are what are the things you value as a person? Um, and uh, you know what are some common issues that you have in your life? Where do you need to grow as a person? And are you uh, like what are the consequences of not growing in those areas? And are you um, do you have momentum in growth in those areas? Like for example, if someone can't manage his anger, if someone is uh, you know. Uh, you know, so bitter about his towards his parents. If someone is, you know, has an addiction, is struggling with a specific sin, um, and then of course having spiritual growth momentum and uh, being, you have to be doing that independently. That you like, I don't want to hear, you know, you know, my my wife is going to take me to church. You know, my wife is going to teach my kids about God. Like. Like no man, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be independent, and and right. you gotta have your relationship with God. You gotta you gotta be standing on your own two feet in everything, and and because once we get into codependency, that is a a major issue in relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I heard kind of like uh, everything is kind of a path towards. You don't have to actually be there. That's kind of what I'm hearing from you. Like you don't have to be at that financially stable place, but you're on the way there to start. Where at least we're talking yeah, about starting. Yeah, yeah we're not talking path. about like you know when you're married. Of course, you should already be there. Yeah, yeah. At I least financially. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Actually, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I no, I, I agree with you. Because like, yeah. like, what I'm trying to say is like, let's say you graduate, you got a lot of debt, but you have, but you, but you have a job. I mean, right. you, your net worth is negative, but, mm -hmm. but you have income. You, you can, you can carry on in life and keep going but what if you're in high school like what if you're in high school and like you know you're a good kid you go to church um you don't have any real childhood trauma that you're dealing with and uh you know you plan to go to college you plan to be a uh, beshmahandis and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm mean, an engineer you know, and that's it so if, if, the, if you're if you're listening to this because because school, it's part yeah. of socialization as well right right Maybe. Right, so, right. And, and I want to remind that's everyone. That's why I don't want guys to start like at 28. Like I have to start when I'm all the way done with college no, and grad no. school. And like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's got to be a balance there. So yeah. yeah. And by the way, I just want to remind everyone that this, the, the socialization that's coming from society, society is producing a greater than 50% divorce rate. So that's what society is producing. Right. That's so I just true. want everyone to just right. to keep that into perspective, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if I just follow what society is telling me, society's mm -hmm. results are pretty bad. You know, like their society right. doesn't do a good job at, at, at healthy relationships. Right. So we got to like do things differently. 
Um, I just worry about those guys who don't get any of that socialization and then start later and then they just have anxiety approaching women they have anxiety like they're just not good at it they they want to do it but they're just not good at it because they have no practice but yeah i mean practice is important i'm not saying practice yeah you know in that kind of sense but i do think practice is important it's skills like you gotta you gotta learn how to approach right right it's emotional intelligence like you're saying right and you can't become emotionally intelligent uh, with how to interact with girls unless you're interacting with girls right right you can't read a book on it you could but like you know it's it's not the same no yeah i mean read the book but you gotta practice i mean you you gotta you gotta take actions and uh and face the 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 process uh but i don't think that it's necessarily you know I, i i wouldn't necessarily say it's correlated with age you know like um i would rather someone start when they're 28 in a healthy way and do this in a healthy way and start when mm-hmm. they're 20 or or 15 and start mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way because then, then we've got a lot of th- un- things we've got to undo and unlearn and lots of risk there doing mm-hmm. this when you're not ready and you don't have momentum and clarity on your life and you're on a growth path in general <clears throat> on all dimensions um uh is really risky it's really risky like this th- part of this is a numbers game, but but it's not only a numbers game. Like it's not just you. Like we're si- like we said earlier, it's not just by dating a hundred women you're gonna find one. It's not just like that. You could date a hundred women and have a hundred horrible experiences, have a hundred scars, and now you're you're much further away from being in a healthy lifelong relationship than you were before you dated a hundred women. Right. So. And there's a responsibility to the, uh, I think we can agree, we want guys to take in dating. Like if you dated 100 women and, you know, you could be scarred 100 times, but you probably scarred 100 different women. True. So you've got to be emotionally ready for it because you don't want to take the other person who's involved with you lightly and their experiences lightly because sometimes it does turn off girls to, you know, the next guy or, or guys in general. Um, yeah, you, you got to be responsible. Like, be responsible. Be be a be a mm-hmm. be a Christian. Like, do, like do the right thing and and honor and respect everyone. Like, that's yeah. that's how we should live our lives, whether or not it's a dating in a dating context. Right. And guys, when they're young, they have that kind of uh, that hunger, that energy, and a lot of it's directed towards the financial, you know, uh, thing side of things. But if you're if if you were to put this in a hierarchy, don't would you rank it like in terms of when you're ready, like spiritually should be above, like emotionally above finances, or or do you like how would you? Because you could be like not close to ready and uh, financially, you know, you just you know not everyone's gonna you know be ready to support household and uh, you know a lot of our parents. Uh, they just they struggled together right the the man and the wife but yeah. maybe but maybe uh, they struggled together to support home but maybe the man is you know he's a man of god and he and he's um he's ready in that sense um yeah yeah do you think that points to like a hierarchy or, or in terms of when you're ready um well you know God created us as spiritual, emotional, 
uh, sexual, physical beings. So I don't think that um, I, I don't think that we need to spend time prioritizing this stuff. Like all the stuff mm -hmm. has to be good. <laughs> okay. Like, and and please, like you know, to to anyone who's in this process, I mean, um, be good on all dimensions. You know, how, okay. how, like I, I I don't think, yeah. That that's fair. That's fair. Um, I only brought it up because sometimes I see guys tell me, "No, nah, I gotta do this and this," and it's all financial stuff first. So I know they're already great guys, but they're like, "I gotta get this job. I gotta buy a home. I gotta start this business. I got to, you know." And all that stuff takes years and years, you know. Um, which I mean, which hey, is fair. Which is yeah, fair. Sure. But I mean, um, hey, if you want to do that, do it. I mean, sure. Like okay, sure. I, I'm not gonna. Because I also don't want it. Like uh, the goal in life is not to get married. I mean, right. the the goal in life. It just, is I for, just, yeah. it just shouldn't be a cop out. That's that's all I'm saying. It shouldn't be a cop out, because you can always be building wealth, always be conquering the next True. thing. Yeah, and I yeah. I tend to see that like because they want to keep dating, right? And they're just I mean, like, if, there, if there's someone who's who's obsessed with with work and making money. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them not be dating. <laughs> anyway, you know, like until they, they figure yeah. that obsession out because they're not going to be present in the way that they need to be for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. For the guy who, you know, our guy's ready and all those kind of three areas you talked about are kind of pretty solid mm -hmm. uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Um just freezes up you know sees sees the girl at church he wants to talk to yeah can't do yeah. it just can't muster up the courage you know he's just yeah. full of anxiety what, what's your advice to i mean this is this is a, a, a tale as old as time right the guys have had this you know yeah yeah since the beginning of time right because it's kind of it's not a rejection is kind of like i would say like uh it's kind of a judgment on your value in the tribe. Like if we're talking like, you know, yeah, ancient I, times, yeah, right. It's like, you're yeah. not, you're not good for breeding and supporting, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, I think I, guys take it very personally, you know? Right. Right. And I think that's part of the problem is that we see it as a rejection, you know, uh -huh. and we see it as a proxy uh, or an indication for, for our own worth. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, essentially what's happening is we're psyching ourselves out. Right. Like we're, we're 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 messing with our own heads. Right. We're making mm -hmm. this woman's response uh, be um, or, or mean something about my worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, she could just be having a bad day. You know, meanwhile, she could be uh, maybe she's in a, a relationship that she isn't sure is serious yet and she doesn't want to tell people, you know, she's not she's just not sure. You know, maybe you remind her of her dad who she doesn't like who knows right there's like there's like five billion reasons why um a woman would not be interested in you in us mm -hmm. and um so what, what we need to do is kind of just make like not in our minds we should seek connection in a more general way and and move it forward uh if we're seeing that there's chemistry right like you know, you, you just go to talk to someone. Like, imagine you're at work networking, right? 
if you're just at work networking and talking to people, meeting people at work, you you could start a con. You, most of us could start a conversation with anyone. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. Just start with anyone. And then uh, if there's a connection, it, it the the you talk more, and maybe you'll connect after the event, right? And um, and if there's no connection, you'll be like all right, whatever. I guess there was no connection. You know. Yeah. Um, but but the problem is we 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 hype it up so much. We put a specific girl on a pedestal. We put a specific woman on a pedestal, and we like you know we're like ah oh, you know if if I, and 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 we spend way too much time thinking about her, then uh then then she's really earned. She hasn't earned that much like you know of our mental capacity, right? We don't know much about her, right? So and and we're too driven by like you know all this like. Hollywood, like the movies and the media, they 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 um romanticize this like an obsessive dynamic in relationships. You know, they want you to be obsessed. Like they want mm-hmm. they want they make relationships look like they have to be filled with obsession and just like infatuation and, and you know um I can't think of more words that are like that. But <laughs> but, but but yeah. So yeah. but but that's not how it has to be. You know. Right. Right. Like you don't have to wait till you're obsessed. Just just go say hi. See what see what they're about. Why do you like her so much? You don't even know her. Just go say hi. You know, and, and yeah, that, that's yeah. so true. The I think the longer you think about it, the worse it becomes. You just have yeah. to go. You just have to go up and do it. And guys uh, always worry about. I think, well, running out of things to say, not knowing what to say, just sounding dumb. And to your earlier point, like just practice yeah. talking to strangers you know yeah co-workers yeah. just start random conversations with people and it'll be so natural that um uh when you approach but any girl you like i mean you're always gonna it's always gonna be a little more difficult i mean i don't think i don't think you can avoid that you just have to i think like go for it before you get too much in your head um i mean yeah and i, and I do think uh, i agree i agree that that just go for it Go for it. I'm not saying go and say, hey, my name is so-and-so. Do you want to get a cup of coffee? Like, you don't have to start that. It's just, hey, how are you doing? You know? Yeah. Any yeah. conversation starter. And think, you know, any, we all we all know how to start conversations. The problem is we psych ourselves out uh, when it's someone we're interested in because... Um, well, actually, you know, no, I, I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, you're probably okay, sure. naturally good at starting conversations. A lot of people are actually not good at starting conversations. Uh, yeah, well... I'm in we groups with, like... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm in groups with, like, you know, college youth and stuff, and I'm, like, introducing them to each other, and they're just like, hey, how are you? You know, I'll just be like, hey, meet this person, and they'll just say their names to each other, and then the conversation will die. I'm like, guys, yeah. you don't know how to, like, ask a question? Like, yeah, you know, no, no, exactly. what school exactly. do you go to? What? No, and honestly, because they don't know, practice. They're, they're so much on their phone and behind the screen. They're, they're not, out, like, people aren't out there. You know, you're ordering Uber Eats, you're you're getting your food delivered and cost through Costco now. Right. Like, you don't have to bump into the store and ask somebody like, you know, is is watermelon in season right now? Like, you know, you just <laughs> yeah, you just you, you just, just Google order everything. Right? You order you yeah. order the watermelon and you just pay what the the phone says, and uh, regardless of whether or not it's in season. And and so <laughs> we uh, what I think you know part of the problem is that um, it's a, like a skills question. Um, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who say like, I'm not good at small talk or, or I don't like small talk, but I want to say for people who don't like small talk, 
uh, I would encourage you to think, why don't you like it? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it fake? Is it because maybe you don't know how to, um, you know, uh, transition it into deeper talk? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, but, but I want to remind us all, you know, and acknowledge that most relationships, organic, great relationships start off with small talk. The vast majority, you know, that's how it starts. I mean, it's not like, I mean, what's the alternative? It's a significant event, like a very significant, something that a significant circumstance that pulled you together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe we don't remember like our childhood best friends, but, but but like how those relationships started because it's been so long. But those relationships probably start off with some small talk, you know, maybe our parents put us together on the playground and we just started chatting or whatever. Right. Um, so with small talk, we just got to get good at it. We got to learn how to do it. It's very easy. And, and there's, there's like hundreds of resources online. So many common things to do. You could always start off with a compliment. You know, hey, that's a really nice shirt. Or, hey, I really liked what you said. Uh, uh, whatever. Hey, how are you doing? Like, um, you know, what do you do? You know, some, whatever it is, you just start anywhere and, and be genuinely curious. Like if you're genuinely seeking to learn about this person, mm-hmm. and by the way, you can be curious about anyone, anything, because every human being is really deep. And at, at, at some level, every human being is interesting. Yep. And there's a lot for them to, that's going on inside of them. I mean, human beings are deep. So you might just you could have a great conversation with anyone and ask them about their thoughts, ask them about what they do. Like um, this is, this could be easier for some personalities, but it's very, very possible for all personalities. Like some people want to say, ah, but I'm an introvert. Ah, no, actually (laughs) introverts can have a much better time uh, transitioning to deep conversation if they just learn how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to our kind of social media and all that kind of talk, like say a guy's never going to meet, like he, he doesn't think there's a chance he's going to meet this girl in person and to manufacture the events that would, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that would, you know, that would allow him to see her in person is just too difficult. You know, it's just someone he came across on social media. Yeah, I mean, Why, what's what's your advice there? Is it just sorry, this that's too creepy, or no? I mean, hey, like as long as you're not doing it out of obsession, uh, mm-hmm. do, do whatever you want that's healthy, but pursue it. You know, like, like, um, because wh- wh- the rejection there is easier than in real life, right? So, at the very least, don't you think it should be easier to do it? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. like. Like go go online and see it. it. Like I'm not saying become obsessed with her, but if there's information that you can glean from from her profile, you know, and you have access, you have you have like uh, like authorized access to view her profile, not like you're trying to get it from someone else or hacking into <laughs> someone or something. Um, like uh, then 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 why like you should use that information to try to mm-hmm. find common interests and stuff like that and 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 by the way like um th- there's many other contexts where we do that like at work you know if, I, if i'm trying to connect with a client i'll go on their linkedin and find oh, out yeah. mm-hmm. you know like what's going on with this person what did they do before who might they know that i know who can make an introduction 
what are different ways to open a conversation with them. Um, I mean, like, like it would be actually really weird if you didn't use information to, to make a connection. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think what you said there, uh, that's done in business so often, the right. warm introduction and finding mutual connections is, I mean, I can just give you so many examples yeah. of me doing that in the business world where I'll just literally, I'll just find someone who I know is a connection and in my subject line to them, I'll be like, Hey, blah, blah. Uh, saw that you're a friend of blah, blah, would love to chat. And, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, that person is, uh, and I know they, they're close to that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously I get the green light from blah, blah, before I do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, look at your mutual friends and, and try to get a soft intro. Yeah. Well, um, what I would say is like, like to watch out for, you know, looking at her profile and looking at it and, and looking at it and scrolling through all the pictures and yeah. doing all that stuff and, and spending days and days and days <laughs> and becoming obsessed. Yeah. By the time you end up reaching out to her, you're not going to be in the right headspace. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, it's going to be as if like your life is on the line, you know, oh, you're yeah. going to be desperate, but, but, but no, I mean, just like you, I just, and, and again, like remind yourself, we got to unpsych ourselves out, you know, like, like you don't know enough about her to be that interested and to be that obsessed. Like you and don't girl, know. Girls you know? have such a good sense of desperation. I think when guys are outcome independent as opposed to outcome dependent, just they're more comfortable and just their probability of success, I think, uh, is a lot better just because that neediness that like this outcome of what you say or how you respond or how quickly you respond or how you look at me or if you're looking away um i think is a turnoff um because it because it shows a lack of security in a sense you're smirking well, what no no just because i was thinking <laughs> we're talking about women as if like you know when you say uh you know dogs can sense fear they can smell your fear you know, like, yeah, like, but but it, it, I think I think what you were just saying at, at the end is is kind of like the the key point there, which is that if if you are approaching something with low confidence and a, a low sense of security, like you're if you're if you're approaching something insecurely, uh, then people will sense like, hey, this person doesn't even seem confident in themselves. You know, it's not like they're looking to to, to <clears throat> for vulnerabilities in you. It's just that you're not being your your full self because right. you psyched yourself out. And um, you know, I I talk to a lot of people. You know, we all talk to a lot of people. There's some people who I talk to, and they they kind of have this like uh, this very apologetic tone. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean to bother you, but you know, could you please, if you don't mind, kindly, you know, whatever. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, just. I already told you I'm I'm gonna help you. Like, just tell me what you need. I I I don't have time to to like go through all the kindlies and the sorries and the pleases. Like, like I I I already said I'm gonna do it. Just mm -hmm. just tell me what it is. You know, like so. Uh, yeah. And so um, we just got to be clear. You know, be confident, and 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 you have no reason to be any less confident with some, especially with someone you barely know. <clears throat> There's a book. Uh, I didn't read it as usual. But um, I forget what it's called. I think it's called the winner's, uh, winner's gene or something. And it talks about all these successful people and how they 
they're successful and they build on their wins. Like if you if you keep getting rejected, you're it's really difficult. When you have a win, it builds momentum. And so guys true, true, <clears throat> true. You know, like yeah, you just just don't don't shoot for the moon like on your first shot. <laughs> you know, try to get some wins. And I just mean that like in terms of talking to girls. You don't have to look for the most attractive girl in the world and like that's your that's your barometer for whether you know you're good with girls like just just talk to or just any girl even if you're not interested in her just just i'm just talking about practice here so you get over the anxiety of approaching a girl just i mean talk you know to what? girls like just talk to yeah. girls and just seeing just getting that feedback of i'm able to have a conversation that a girl's interested in doesn't have to be the girl you want to date um, yeah Exactly. It'll build. You'll get. Exactly. Oh, that was a win. Yes. And then talk to another. Yes. You know. And then finally, when there's that girl that like, you know, whatever. You know, she catches your eye, and and you really want to approach her. You're you're not going to be, you're not going to be that scared, or as scared as if like you never you don't talk to girls generally. And then now, you know, mm -hmm. I, I got to approach this one girl, and like you know, my my hope and dreams are pinned to this. I mean, what I, what I would say also is you know maybe have a goal of maintaining a conversation over two minutes or three minutes. You know, mm -hmm. it's not even about who as much as it is about, because, because at the end of the day, what matters is, is having genuine connection. Mm -hmm. That's what matters because yep. that, and that's what you need in life. I mean, that, that's what you need for a relationship. So, right. uh, and how does that happen? It's through conversation. And how do you have a conversation by starting one <laughs> and, <laughs> and maintaining one, yeah. you know? And, and so, um, like be genuinely curious, you know, and, 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 and have the conversation with someone and you'll be able to, um, you'll probably surprise yourself. Like, you know, just a few questions and, uh, and, and be interested. Yeah. And so we don't, we don't want guys to like pursue girls who, you know, just based on their looks and things like that. Um, what qual like what qualities should a guy be looking for in the girl that they're going to marry or want to marry? Yeah, I mean, I think um, like there's a few, and by the way, you're not going to get a sense for all of them immediately. Mm -hmm. you know? so it takes time to 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 really know someone well enough to make longer term commitments. I think you should look for alignment on values, which which implies you knowing what your own values are, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which a lot of people don't. They can't if they say, hey, what what do you value in life? Mm -hmm. that, is, that is a big question that all of us should be able to answer. And um, uh, look for independence and assertiveness. You need someone who has a voice, who can, who can live, uh, you know, who can co-lead with you. And uh, someone who has mutual respect, like where there's like there's respect between the two of you. That's really important. And then, of course, there should be attraction. So, mm -hmm. um, I think those are those are the things you should look for. The things to look out for are are codependence and a misalignment on core values. And um, th that's that's really important. Of course, if you're not attracted, I mean, that's like a it's also a deal breaker. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how, yeah. Just on the attraction thing real quick. Um, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, can you, could you just elaborate? Cause I think some guys like, 
uh, struggle with like uh, the attraction part because sometimes um, you you could be attracted to I think a person on different levels. So when you say mm. if you're not attracted, then that's a deal breaker. Like what do you, what do you mean by that? Like physically, like you shouldn't. Uh, okay, what should, I meant what I meant yeah. when I said it was physically, but but mm -hmm. it applies to everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to be attracted to the person on, on all dimensions. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could be attracted physically, but, you know, be like, you know, not attracted to her personality. Yeah. That's, that's not is really it, is attraction. Is attraction a choice though? Or do you think it's like you have no choice in it? Because I think yeah. guys are like, with all the things they see on Instagram and stuff now, it's like, and pornography like, and media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like good, like yeah. good luck, man. Like you're not Brad Pitt. You're not gonna get any girl that looks that good. Um, well, well, I don't, I don't even want to make it about you know, uh, uh, rating and rankings and 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 you know, it's not like, it's not about that. It's just it's because you know, if I if I tell the guy you're not Brad Pitt, now he's gonna feel insecure, right? And and if and if if we say, oh, this girl is a ten, and and this this girl's a, a five. Now we're we're saying one's better than the other. Like it's just about it's as simple as, are you attracted to this person? Like like if we start to kind of like well, create these. Well, that's what know, I mean. I mean nobody's yeah. nobody's verbalizing this person at ten or five, but you are. I mean internally you have reference points, and right. if your reference points are uh, Instagram models, yeah, and that's that's your that's your. So that's what I mean. Like, can you undo? Like, are you? you know i just think a lot of guys like that's this is a real problem a lot of guys just all want that girl that you know who's an instagram model looking type of girl so they could be with a girl like so so maybe maybe attraction isn't a choice then um if if they're attracted to something that is an instagram model you know what i mean so yeah it's it's not i don't think it's as black and white as um it's not a choice and you have you have no control over it yeah uh, i mean attraction is a very complex mm -hmm. the, the origins of of a person's um uh interests and like attractions are, are are very complex very very complex also i don't think it matters that much for each of us uh, as if we'd even be able to find the answer like you know about why am i attracted to, to a certain look right and um, but what does matter is that you you are attracted to someone, the the person that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with, the person you're dating, and that you you have a uh, a holistic perspective on attraction, right? Like you know, I think that. You know, maybe you're just going to keep dating um, all these women who you are like, they're so attractive to you that you, you're you like distracted. Like you can't even focus on who they are. But then as the relationships go uh, on, you just keep, you know, falling flat on your face. You're like, you know, there's no, I'm not, I'm not getting the connection that I want. I mean, I'm very attracted to the person. But I'm not getting the connection I want. So, so maybe you know, um, adjust your um, the weight of that that specific like factor 
in, in the process. Okay, that's a great way of putting it, yeah. I think. Um, but it's still, if it's a binary thing, you're attracted or not, does the weight, but I don't, I don't think does it's the weight of it even matter? I don't think it's binary. It's not binary. Like, I think, I think, um, well, I think it goes to your, your other point where those other characteristics you talked about of, of who you, what kind of person you should be looking for, they take time to get to know. Right. Right. So, right. Um, but this, uh, could you, could you briefly like re mention what those other points were besides uh, attraction of like, what you should be looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like, should be like, looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like pretty much like the what is the minimum, just so I can kind of, let me just stay Yeah, on yeah, go ahead. Put a bow second. on it, yeah. Yeah, like the, the minimum amount of attraction you should have is like, you know, do I have desire for this? Like, like am I drawn to this person physically? And can I live with this person? Like, like would I be happy with this level of physical attraction given my attraction to everything else right mm -hmm. and and so and then you'll ask that about all the other things am i okay with this amount of attraction to her mind given my attraction to the other aspects of who she is right because but 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 we don't want to rush and make a decision only on the factor that is uh easier to assess than the other one right like if i it is easy to assess my physical attraction Exactly. But, it, but it takes a little mm -hmm. bit of time to assess alignment on values, her character, her independence, assertiveness, her, you know, the, the mutual respect, like, like, like all those things are, are really, really important. But, 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 but you can't assess them as quickly. So that's why you kind of want to postpone uh, big decisions. Like, like, like don't, what, maybe to say it in a better way, you don't want to rush big decisions, right? Like if someone is physically very attractive to you okay you don't have to make a decision in life just have a conversation have more conversations and then and then make a decision mm -hmm. but um and if someone is you know like attractive but not the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life okay you don't have to make a decision just have a conversation and then have some more conversations and then make a decision you know um because i can tell you um it is you can have a thriving happy you know awesome marriage with someone who is not the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life you know because the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life that is that is such a complex thing that almost means nothing mm -hmm. to, to 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 life and and and, and happiness right like yeah and I, I haven't read anywhere in the church fathers where you know you should you should be looking for you know like that's not i haven't seen that as like a, a an aim for selecting your your wife like yeah she yeah, should be, yeah. be, be you know yeah. beautiful I, I maybe when they refer to beauty um i'm assuming it's more of like a spiritual kind of beauty that they're referring to well yeah, yeah. Well, well well i just want to say like again there's a minimum like you know right. there's a range but there's a minimum like i you need to you need to be sexually interested in her right. and, and that's really important and that is not wrong but but we all know like no guy's gonna kid them you know kid kid themselves that you could be sexually interested in in a hundred or a thousand women right like but because that's how sexuality works mm -hmm. right and so 
you have to be sexually interested. Um, but it doesn't mean that. Um, so, so there will be people that the reasons are, are another topic, but there will be people that you are not sexually interested in at all. And that's fine. It's not wrong. But, it's, but now, you know, like that is that's something you can assess right away. And you will know that that's, you know, that that's an issue. If it is, if it is clear to you right away before, should you even engage? Like um, you're, it's clear to you, like, I'm not, I'm not attracted to this person. Yeah. If it's clear physically. to you that, like, like, you know, they're like pretty much just to kind of, you know, uh, exaggerate this point a bit. It's like, you're not sexually interested in this person in any way. And you're like, there is nothing she can say that would make me interested in her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, then fine. It is what it is. You know, that's okay. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it doesn't mean you're not interested in being her friend. It's not right. doesn't mean you needed help. You wouldn't help her. It just means you're not going to marry her. All right, it's fine. No. Okay, so so it takes time to to learn about those other qualities um, that you mentioned. Um, but uh, kind of one struggle I see is ending a relationship too soon or too late like and i know you can't give me the answer of like mm. there's no magic number of right. when you should be figuring this out but like you know say a guys in a relationship and you know you could always keep growing and you know trying to figure out more things about her yada yada but when have you crossed the point or how do you what's that process like of okay i need to end this now because or you know we need yeah. to agree together that okay this is not going to work out um uh, because i think i think that's a lot of a uh, struggle people have of like all right when do i when do i end this um and they just stay in relationships too long or, or at the first sign of any little tiny red flag they just they leave um because they don't <clears throat> You know, yeah. they don't want to spend more time than they have to or than they think they have to. So, yeah, can you can you shed some light on that? Yeah. If you're if 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 you're dating in a healthy way, you're probably going to have you're going to have a team in, in this process supporting you. And uh, your team um, starting from the top, um, but they're all important is God, uh, like like a, a, a a professional or someone who's like very experienced, like a priest or a counselor or a therapist, trusted friends, um, like someone who's credit with some credit also has some, you know, people who will be honest with you often family and then your own gut. Like, how do you feel? Right. So the, the, these are the, the, the people on your team. And I generally don't recommend to decide to like end a relationship and, and I'm saying relationship on purpose, right? Because you know you can, you know, have a go out on one date with someone. That's not a relationship. But but for ending a relationship, I I don't recommend like doing that on your own without consulting your team. Um, because there's a you, you know especially if if you haven't been married, um, uh, there's a lot of things that we may not appreciate that are critical for married life and that are not critical for married life. Mm -hmm. we, we might also, you know, feel like something is not going to work out because only because we haven't learned how to cope with it. Right. Like we just, we just don't know the, the, the way to cope with it. Right. 
maybe we need to grow. I mean, and, and usually that is part of the, the process is that we need to grow in our expectations and our understandings and the way we're responding to something we're experiencing. And so that's what that's what your team can help you with. They can they can put things into perspective, right? And they can protect you and from from making a decision that is too early or too late. And um, and they can they can help you with that stuff. The problem is is that we we often talk to no one or we talk to the wrong people. That's the problem. And and I and I don't think we should. That's not healthy for anyone. Yeah, I like the idea of the team, but I could see the I could see the upside. I could see the value. Obviously, you have all these people giving you valuable perspective, but I can also see Abuna saying one thing, your friend saying a different thing, uh, your family saying something else. So, how do you juggle all that? You're the one in the relationship. Abuna probably doesn't know much about it, and maybe your friends do if they hang out together. You know, but. How do you how do you how do you manage all that? Because sometimes people get conflicting advice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think usually if it's if it's clearly working, a lot of these things will align. The family one is not not always. Um, mm-hmm. That one that one's like I, when I always say family on your team, I always say often, <laughs> you know, usually, but not always because some some people's family members kind of off the wall like they're not really there they're not not helpful and so um uh yeah but but usually these these people will align and if you have if you've set up a support system around yourself that is that's healthy um and and i want to say that in life you usually get different points of view and part Mm -hmm. of learning how to be an adult is learning how to sift through the advice and understanding people's points of view and, and people's like positions so that when you listen to their point of view, you know where they're coming from. Right. So, um, yeah. And I think um, you used the word relationship intentionally earlier. I think a lot of uh, people dating don't know if they're in a relationship because they they slide into one maybe without really knowing it or without communicating it. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of like deciding together, like talking about it as opposed to like, you know, you just, there's this vague assumption that we're going to hang out all the time because we've been doing that for months. Right. Yes. And it's very unclear what's going on. And I know guys, guys don't want to bring up this conversation because it's like, you know, am I like, you know, back to our earlier point, am I being vulnerable if I'm like, you know, what are we? And I'm not saying like, you know, say, hey, what are we? <laughs> but make a yeah, decision I, I together. Think, like, yeah, if, hey, I think if you're going to do it right, don't say what are we. Say what you want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, and put put it out there and right. say, like, hey, you know, we've been I've enjoyed going out on dates with you. Uh, you know, I, I I love getting to know you. And um, I, I want to, you know, be more serious about this, you know, and, and, um, and, um, and get to know each other on a deeper level and, and, right. you know, keep growing and, and doing that, you know, um, and um, like, do that. I think that's really important, but do not like nothing in any healthy relationship, people's intentions and expectations should not be unclear. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Yeah. And I think when you enter it in in a clear and healthy way, 
like, okay, we're in a relationship. This is what I want. You can exit it also in a clear and healthy way as opposed to like, all right, I'm, we're just not texting each other anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm, I just say I'm busy now. Like it gets really, and I think both, both, both sides kind of get hurt by that. I agree. Um, I agree. So, um, because like, well, if you didn't make it clear that you're in a relationship, it might be awkward. Like, how do I end something that I never really, we never really said it was, you know? So, um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, totally, totally. And we didn't hit on this explicitly, but should you have like that converse, like when should you have that conversation about like kind of making sure both sides are on the same page that this is like, we're dating to you know with an eye towards marriage is that something that has to be like verbally discussed and i'm sure it varies based on like different couples and the maturity levels of when you when you would have that conversation but yeah i i think that's it's usually kind of comforting for a girl when a guy gives her that assurance um yeah i mean uh, I don't know, these I don't are my intentions kind of thing like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think like you necessarily have to use the word marriage like so right. early on, but, but, but being exclusive, taking, like getting to know each other, uh, like being serious, like, you know, um, uh, being, uh, getting to know each other on a deeper level, being serious, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. being committed and, um, like all these things are, you know, are important. I think, um, you know, it depends on how every relationship especially early on moves at a different, like can move at a different pace. So, you know, some people who are, uh, they could uh, be going out on dates uh, every few days, some people every few months, like depending on. Yeah, that's true. They could be long distance. Yeah. It's very different. And uh, so, but I think that this is a good, it's a good thing to ask your team. uh, about The family part of the team, getting a boon involved, or at least consulting with the Buna during confession or whatever is easy. Maybe talking to your friends is easy. I think the pressure of telling family about somebody because because of the expectations that this is very serious and yada yada deters a lot of young Orthodox people from doing it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, when should you be involving, at least letting them know that I'm dating this person? Yeah, part of the challenge is that um, you know, nowadays there's a, there's a very wide range of um, family expectations around this stuff. Like th- different mm-hmm. different families can be very different depending on when they um, how conservative they are, how traditional they are in the process and everything. Um, it, it's it, it's a good thing to talk with your team about because every family is different. Um, and, um, but part of it too has to do with, with how comfortable you are with your family's disagreement. And are you like one of the, some of the questions to ask yourself are if I, if I tell my family now, are they going to be helpful in this process for me Mm -hmm. or are they not? And then, uh, am I someone who, is you know desperately trying to please is is that a, is that a goal of mine to please my parents you know i want to do what makes them happy just for the sake of making them happy 
Um, am I afraid of being of love being withdrawn? You know, like are they is it gonna help? And why do I want to tell them? Right? And um and those are really honestly the questions we ask for everyone else too, right? Is it gonna help to talk with them about it? And why why will I tell them? Like, like what is their significance to me? What's the significance of their approval or their opinion to me? Um, so, uh, that's why it, it's, it's sometimes it's not your family, families are not helpful in this process. And it doesn't mean you need to seek their approval, but some, but, but oftentimes it is helpful. Um, but with families, especially because you get hairy quickly is sometimes because you're not, we're not these isolated people living in a vacuum. We, we should consider the other people involved in our lives, right? And maybe, you know, I'm just trying to create space for 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 compromise when it comes to this. Because maybe my parents are not going to be, like, for example, they're not going to be really helpful. Um, they're probably going to be fine with the relationship. I kind of don't want to tell them right now. But I know that if I they find out too late, they're going to be really offended. And they're gonna they're gonna have like an issue with it, mm-hmm. and um, and and I'm okay telling them now. I'll deal with that their unhelpfulness now. It won't be that bad, even though I prefer not to. Right? I'm not saying you always get what you want all the time. We have to compromise. Um, but uh, but that's where we have to be clear. Like, is this gonna harm me or help me to, to share with my family on on a net basis? Like on a net basis. Yeah. And I think the pressures and, and and factors for telling family are different for guys than they are for girls. Um, uh, I I don't. I mean, every guy is different, but I don't think the guy has this maybe the same pressure um, uh, as a yeah, girl. A night. lot of cultural um, aspects. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Culturally speaking, at least. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, I hate to let you go again. I feel like oh, uh, man, yeah. this time was longer than the first time, but I need even more. I need even more Macar time. Oh I'm man, always well, we, we can always do more. I mean, uh, in the future, I mean, this is a lot of fun and yeah, I hope it's beneficial to the listeners. You know what? I want to do one time with you. I don't have a, an audience big enough to do this, so you know. But would to be to do a, like a live stream where people can like chat their questions as we're talking. Um, so they can be participating in, in that way. Um, but, you know, got to grow the audience first. So obviously everyone, you know, just subscribe, comment, like, whatever. And Makar is obviously going to blast this uh, to his millions of uh, admirers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I appreciate your time course, again. Yeah. Um, thanks so much. This, this was a lot of fun. Of course. Thanks, Andrew.